This podcast is made possible with collaboration and input from the LinkedIn Digital Transformation Group with reference to Google News and Wikipedia. How Simulation Can Accelerate Your Digital Transformation Around the mahogany tables of corporate boardrooms and the plywood workbenches of garage-based startups, one topic has threatened to monopolize business discussions for years, digital transformation. The first question in those discussions is often some form of what is digital transformation? The short answer is everything. After all, what company isn't using digital tools to improve traditional workflows or capitalize on new business models made possible by our ever-evolving digital economy? The slightly longer answer is this, digital transformation is the use of computers, software, and data to better understand what customers want and then provide those experiences. It's as simple and as complicated as that. It's simple because it's business as usual, invest in new technologies to build a better product. It's complicated because business as usual is disrupted across industries by a deluge of valuable data that promises personalized medicine, net-zero carbon emission airlines, autonomous vehicles, smart cities, the industrial internet of things, it, and more, if that data can be effectively applied. Mining, understanding, and applying data to meet evolving customer needs is the most significant digital transformation challenge faced by businesses in every sector. To meet that challenge, businesses are trying to make sense of the information they are collecting to better inform decisions as they compete to get the best products to market faster. Simulation enables digital transformation. Simulation helps businesses meet those goals by enabling them to accurately predict and visualize what will happen in a given environment, in an automobile, an industrial plant, or even a person, under a certain set of circumstances. A first-tier original equipment manufacturer, OEM, supplier for the automotive industry, ThyssenKrupp Presta AG, reached a targeted 50% weight reduction goal. The company achieved this by replacing metal housing for a servo-assisted steering system with an injection-molded housing made of short-fiber reinforced glass fiber composite. Using simulation solutions gave ThyssenKrupp Presta confidence in the plastic housing design before its actual manufacturing. The adoption of an innovative and lightweight plastic housing for its steering system supports both the ecological and the economic goals of the company. Digital twins can be connected to IAT platforms, enabling remote predictive maintenance of physical equipment to extend digital transformation initiatives to the edge of the enterprise. NJ, one of the world's leading suppliers of energy efficiency services, is helping companies transition to carbon-free energy by employing digital twin simulation solutions. This real-time technology allows us to observe and predict the behavior of our installation, and thus test strategies for the operation of the equipment by implementing, testing, and validating different scenarios instantly on the digital twin before deployment on the equipment," said Nicholas Maynet, multiphysics simulation expert at Engie Lab Crigen. The customer can better understand, anticipate, and validate the proper functioning of his or her installation by virtually testing the changes on the equipment. Digital Twins in Healthcare What if digital twin functionality extended to people? Lives could be saved because medicines, surgical procedures, and treatment regimens would all be based on individual characteristics instead of generalities. Every human body is distinct in its geometry, movements, and behaviors. By creating a patient-specific simulation, we can predict how a proposed treatment plan will work not just in a generalized way, but in some cases also for a specific person," said Dr. 
Lias Bajuris, Research Professor in Biomechanics and Computational Tissue Engineering at the University de Liege and Catholic University at Leuven in Belgium. This is a revolutionary concept that has the potential to fundamentally change the way we treat patients in a medical setting. Juris is a longtime user of simulation in her research, which focuses on bone and cartilage regeneration, computational tissue engineering, and the design of orthopedic implants that can be 3D printed on demand. Accurate predictions and visualization are powerful forces in digital transformation. Simulation allows companies to see how new data affects a design, even if those changes are invisible to the naked eye, such as thermal flows around a printed circuit board, electromagnetic interference from lightning striking an aircraft, or the sun's reflection off a LiDAR camera lens that hasn't yet been built. Those visuals are both invaluable for collaboration and for exploring what-if scenarios that lead to innovative designs. Simulation speeds system design and development. Whether using a new, lighter material to design a more fuel-efficient plane, modeling a battery pack in an autonomous vehicle, or designing an integrated circuit in a cell phone, simulation speeds product design and development by minimizing or avoiding the time and expenses associated with old design-build test cycles that require multiple physical prototypes. As companies realize the enormous benefits of simulating components, they can apply simulation to the subsystems and systems that comprise those components. However, doing so creates large, complex digital models that could take days to solve on a conventional computer workstation. While that is exponentially better than months of building and testing physical prototypes, it can be even faster. ANSI simulation software can take advantage of high-performance computing, HPC, power and cloud computing to speed simulation times. ANSI's cloud provides access to on-demand, cloud-based computing resources, including interactive workstations and HPC clusters, for faster high-fidelity results offering greater performance insight. ANSYS has also developed workflows that use reduced order model ROM, techniques to drastically reduce simulation runtimes without sacrificing accuracy. ABB engineers rapidly and accurately analyze the thermal behavior of electric traction motors along their full-duty cycles by coupling ANSYS fluent simulation software with ANSYS Twin Builder's dynamic ROM. The ROM gave the ABB team a way to obtain thermal performance results extraordinarily fast, empowering ABB engineers to examine a motor model, select random operational parameters, and quickly demonstrate the behavior of a traction model in response. With a traditional solver, this process would require many hours or even days. Using a dynamic ROM, engineers accomplished this task in a few milliseconds. Companies from every industry have made simulation a key part of their digital transformation efforts. It enables them to optimize product design and development, ensure system components interact seamlessly, and bring innovations to market faster, all without the expense of building and testing multiple prototypes. A message from our sponsor, Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you here how it works. It's free, you can register free online. Just go to anchor.fm and register. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or desktop computer, that's how easy it is. Anchor will also help to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many more other platforms. 
you can also generate income from your podcast, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. Now, you can download the Anchor apps from the Apple Store or Google Play Store. Enjoy the podcast, thanks again. When does it make sense to have mixed-mode meetings? While organizations are preparing to return large numbers of workers to offices this fall, many senior leaders have questions about how to lead a reassembled workforce when not everyone is together. In a recent article, we put forward a principle to guide the reimagination of hybrid work post-pandemic, take a virtual-first approach, and bring people together physically only when it adds value to do so. Our research shows that bringing people together adds value when there is deep teamwork, that is, work that requires collaboration, meaning the deeper integration of knowledge, innovation, acculturation, which requires face-to-face connection to develop shared understanding, and dedication, meaning interpersonal bonding and commitment to a shared purpose. Based on these findings, we envision a future in which geographically dispersed teams will come together periodically to engage in these four dimensions of impact. They otherwise will operate virtually doing the shallow teamwork of coordination, information sharing, and straightforward decision-making. To support this work, offices as we knew them pre-pandemic will cease to exist, replaced by collaboration spaces used by many teams on a rolling basis and designed to facilitate deep teamwork. Put another way, on-site meetings will be the new off-sites. To us, hybrid work means team interactions in which some meetings are in person and others are virtual, but everyone is participating in the same mode. As discussed in our article mentioned previously, hybrid team leaders need to learn to lead effectively in both in-person and virtual modes. But what about situations where some participants in a meeting could come together physically, but others would be participating virtually? We call these mixed-mode meetings to avoid the confusion caused by labeling them hybrid. Mixed-mode meetings are those in which some participants are in in in-person mode and others are in virtual mode. To some, it seems obvious that if some meeting participants can quickly come together physically, they should. Why not take advantage of proximity and shared space to enrich the in-person experience? In fact, this may have been the default experience for many organizations before the pandemic. However, there lurks a hidden danger in such thinking. If mixed-mode meetings become the norm in intact teams, it's not so much a problem for ad hoc meetings, then the risk of creating two tiers of participation, access, and influence rises dramatically. This is especially problematic when some team members are already disadvantaged by being far from a core co-locate team. Consider, for example, the experience of leadership team members of AUS based global consumer products business, a real case in which one of the authors coached the CEO. About half of the leadership team lives close to the corporate headquarters located on the east coast of the United States. The headquarters is in a modest-sized city, so there are no significant costs to getting to the office. The rest of the team is scattered across the globe in the Latin America, EMEA, and Asia-Pacific regions. Because of time zone differences, team members in the Asia-Pacific region participated virtually late into the night, creating a doubly negative effect for the mixed-mode meetings the group attended. Recognizing the risk, the CEO decided to level the playing field. The leadership team would meet together in person a few times a year to work on strategy, talent development, and other enterprise-level issues. Otherwise, team meetings would be conducted virtually, 
where everyone is a Zoom tile. Critically, the CEO decided that much of the together time would focus on interpersonal connection. The priority would be to create and sustain a foundation of mutual understanding and trust, which is a challenge for fully distributed teams. However, every rule is honored in the breach. As the situation evolved, it became clear to the CEO that there were circumstances in which mixed-mode meetings made sense, such as when dealing with emerging contingencies or potential crises. Here, the benefits of rapid and thorough coordination and action planning override the risks, there is real value in having some team members together in one room. Meetings involving subsets of team members or non-team members presenting or participating can also be exceptions to the general rule. Here, too, the risk of creating a two-tier team is lower. But beyond these more exceptional cases, when does it make sense for leadership teams to have mixed-mode meetings? We developed five fundamental principles to help guide leaders' decision-making based on our experience working with leadership teams and running mixed-mode leadership development programs. 1. Avoid mixed-mode meetings unless there is a strong foundation of trust and connection for the team. These qualities are built and sustained through regular investments of together time. By their nature, mixed-mode meetings tend to erode this foundation, so their frequency should reflect that. If more mixed-mode meetings are being conducted, the investment in sustaining the foundation by bringing the whole team together should correspondingly rise. 2. Convene mixed-mode meetings only when having some people together physically creates business value, not just because of proximity. Falling back into the proximity trap creates fundamental inequity in the team regarding opportunities to build relationships and exert influence. Situations in which mixed-mode meetings add value include follow-on work from initiatives launched collectively, when it's not possible for everyone to be together but collaboration and innovation are required. In such circumstances, having some people together in the room can enhance creativity and commitment. 3. Enable virtual participants to have a powerful presence in the meetings. Having agreed upon best practices for inclusion and showing respect for virtual participants will establish an essential foundation, lest virtual attendees feel ignored or marginalized. Then there is technology. The CEO mentioned above mandated investments in the best available virtual and mixed-mode meeting technologies. Screen size also can help. In the mixed-mode leadership development programs we lead, for example, the classrooms are set up such that when remote participants speak, they show up on a large screen at the front of the room, which gives them a more commanding presence. Of course, preferences for being large are likely to vary and need to be considered. 4. Build time into mixed-mode meeting schedules for informal connection between the in-person and remote participants. This could take the form of scheduling breaks in which all participants are on their computers and come together online in pairs or trios for connection and catch-up discussions without prescribed agendas. Such interactions also have the virtue of reminding the in-person team members of the challenges of operating remotely. 5. Recognize the risks of creating a two-tier team and strive to mitigate them. This requires leaders to establish ground rules that encourage balanced participation and to ensure that the remote participants are minimally disadvantaged as much as possible. Scheduling some meetings within regular working hours for the remote participants, even when it inconveniences the team members at headquarters, also helps. It's hardly fair that remote employees must always come to leadership team meetings late in the evening when they are likely already fatigued from a long workday. 
In sum, the key is to be clear read about the true benefits and costs of mixed-mode meetings and strive to maximize the former and minimize the latter. Responsibility for doing so rests mainly with team leaders. They are the ones who can build and sustain the foundation, make good choices about when and how mixed-mode meetings are run, invest in shared practices that facilitate a powerful presence for remote participants, and establish meeting ground rules that create a level playing field to the maximum extent possible. The New Elements of Digital Transformation Since 2014, when our article, The Nine Elements of Digital Transformation, appeared in these pages, executive awareness of the powerful and ever-evolving ways in which digital technology can create competitive advantage has become pervasive. But acting on that awareness remains a challenging prospect. It requires that companies become what we call digital masters. Digital masters cultivate two capabilities, digital capability, which enables them to use innovative technologies to improve elements of the business, and leadership capability, which enables them to envision and drive organizational change in systematic and profitable ways. Together, these two capabilities allow a company to transform digital technology into business advantage. Digital mastery is more important than ever because the risks of falling behind are increasing. In 10 years of research, we have seen digital transformation grow increasingly complex, with a new wave of technological and competitive possibilities arriving before many companies mastered the first. When we began our research, most large traditional enterprises were using digital technologies to incrementally improve parts of their businesses. Since then, this first phase of activity has given way to a new one. Advances in a host of technologies, such as the Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, virtual and augmented reality, and 5G, have opened new avenues for value creation. More important, leaders now recognize the need for, and the possibility of, truly transforming the fundamentals of how they do business. They understand that they have to move from disconnected technology experiments to a more systematic approach to strategy and execution. The Analysis We updated our original 2014 framework to reflect changes in the state of digital transformation over the past six years. Through interviews, teaching, and surveys with hundreds of executives, we have researched how corporations use new technologies, such as IoT and AI, to transform their operations. Our earlier research on digital transformation identified two dimensions through which leading companies outperform their peers, digital capability and leadership capability. We found that the elements of leadership capability have endured, but new elements of digital capability have come to the fore. Some companies have successfully graduated from the first phase of digital transformation and are diving into the second. But many are still floundering. In 2018, when we surveyed 1,300 executives in more than 750 global organizations, only 38% of them told us that their companies had the digital capability needed to become digital masters, and only 35% said they had the leadership capability to do so. This has become more worrisome than ever. As COVID-19 accelerates the shift to digital activity, digital masters are widening the gap between their capabilities and those of their competitors. These conditions prompted us to re-examine the elements of digital transformation that we proposed in 2014. While strong leadership capability is even more essential than ever, its core elements, vision, engagement, and governance, are not fundamentally changed, 
though they are informed by recent innovations. The elements of digital capability, on the other hand, have been more profoundly altered by the rapid technological advances of recent years. Accordingly, we've revisited the elements of digital capability to reflect the opportunities and impact of new digital technologies. Some of the original elements remain relatively unchanged, some have been reconfigured, and some new elements have emerged. See the new elements of digital capability. The elements aimed at improving customer experience and internal operations remain important. Employee experience has expanded from a single element to its own set of elements, since employees make the business run and have first-hand insights on where processes need to improve. The elements of business model innovation have expanded, too, with the rise of multi-sided platform businesses and the increasing dominance of global platform players, such as Alibaba, Amazon, and Google. Last, we've given more prominence to the digital platform that underpins all the other elements in a company. The new elements of digital capability. The updated framework places more emphasis on employee experience and business model innovation, as well as on the digital platform, which powers the other elements and, when structured and managed well, enables further innovation. Transforming the customer experience. Seeing the business from the outside in, from the customer's perspective, is as relevant and necessary today as it was in the first phase of digital transformation. But while the focus on customers has not radically changed, the elements needed to create compelling experiences have changed. Today, the three elements are experience design, customer intelligence, and emotional engagement. Experience design, customer experience has become the ultimate battleground for many companies and brands. While compelling experiences are easy to recognize, they are hard to design and deliver. That's because this work requires equal measures of empathic creativity and technological prowess. The former requires tools such as journey mapping, a day in the life, ethnographic studies, and customer personas, as well as practices such as design thinking. These tools and practices provide an intimate understanding of human behaviors and the ability to surface customer insights through careful observation, skilled listening, and constant experimentation. The latter is powered by the ability to digitally re-engineer customer experiences by integrating front-office technologies and processes with back-office operational infrastructure to instantaneously deliver an uninterrupted service experience, for instance. Sephora transformed long-standing customer pain points around sampling and purchasing cosmetics into a compelling, digitally-powered customer experience. Using AI to match a customer's skin tones to the most appropriate products and virtual reality to sample the products, the company created a convenient, at-home shopping experience that rivals the personalization of an in-store experience. Sephora's approach, embedded in an app, attracted 8.5 million user visits between 2016 and 2018, and it has helped the company as the pandemic disrupted the in-store experience. Customer intelligence, Integrating customer data across silos and understanding customer behavior, efforts undertaken in the first phase of digital transformation, have become table stakes in customer experience. Now, as machine learning has begun to deliver on its initial promise, real-time customer intelligence is enabling highly personalized interactions and making it possible to deliver accurately focused, proactive customer services, such as next best offers. Stitch Fix is an online styling service that curates personalized collections of clothes, shoes, and accessories for each of its subscribers. The curation is based initially on an extensive customer style survey, 
and then improved and personalized through data such as returns, preferences, and a style shuffle feature that invites subscribers to rate clothing images each day. Some 120 data scientists support the stylists at Stitch Fix, which has grown to $1.6 billion in annual sales and $37 million net income since its founding in 2011. Emotional engagement, emotional connections with customers are as essential as technology in creating compelling customer experiences. In one study, emotionally engaged customers were shown to be 52% more valuable than highly satisfied customers. This is why companies are using digital technology to solicit and enable customer participation across their value chains, in Randy and product development, for example, Starbucks My Starbucks Idea. Com, content creation, LinkedIn profiles, logistics, UPS My Choice and services, iStock Photo Inspectors. GIFGAF, AUK. Virtual mobile operator owned by Telefonica, has a business model that is powered by its member-customer community. With a staff of fewer than 250 people, the company has no call center and no customer service department. Essentially, customer service has been outsourced to its more than 3 million members, and it works. Transforming operations. As ever, well-managed operations are essential to converting revenue into profit, but now we're seeing a shift in the focus of digital transformation in this arena. Advances in sensors, cloud, machine learning, and IoT are allowing companies in every industry to transform their operational capabilities. In addition, leaders are seeing how operational excellence can move beyond back-office efficiency to enable engaging customer experience and business models that competitors cannot copy. This operational transformation is occurring in three elements of digital capability, core process automation, connected and dynamic operations, and data-driven decision-making. Core process automation, even as some companies are still implementing traditional automation approaches such as enterprise resource planning, manufacturing execution, and product lifecycle management systems, other companies are moving beyond them to digitally reinvent operations. Amazon's distribution centers deliver inventory to workers rather than sending workers to collect inventory. Rio Tinto, an Australian mining company, uses autonomous trucks, trains, and drilling machinery so that it can shift workers to less dangerous tasks, leading to higher productivity and better safety. In rethinking core process automation, advanced technologies are useful but not prerequisites. Asian Paints transformed itself from a maker of coatings in 13 regions in India to a provider of coatings, painting services, design services, and home renovations in 17 countries by first establishing a common core of digitized processes under an ERP system. This provided a foundation to build upon and a clean source of data to generate insights. Later, the company incorporated machine learning, robotics, augmented reality, and other technologies to digitally enable its expansion. Connected and dynamic operations, thanks to the growing availability of cheap sensors, cloud infrastructure, and machine learning, concepts such as Industry 4.0, digital threads, and digital twins have become a reality. Digital threads connecting machines, models, and processes provide a single source of truth to manage, optimize, and enhance processes from requirements definition through maintenance. Engineers at Raytheon Technologies, for example, model machine tools at the cutting face, enabling them to design components right the first time, with desired tolerances, surface features, and defect rates. 
Construction companies link drone-based observations to blueprints to identify and correct problems before they require expensive rework. The ramifications reach far beyond the manufacturing process. Schindler, a maker of elevators, escalators, and other transport systems, used to manage each of its products separately, making it difficult to understand and manage overall traffic flows in real time. But by connecting its products and adding analytics, the company is able to optimize transportation across an entire office building or campus, anticipating when people will be moving from one location to another, changing operating speeds and routes accordingly, and responding to mechanical issues before they become outages. Data-driven decision-making, in recent years, the basis for operational decisions has increasingly shifted from backward-looking reports to real-time data. Now, connected devices, new machine learning algorithms, smarter experimentation, and plentiful data enable more informed decisions. This capacity is spreading to strategic and marketing decisions, too. Digital masters are taking advantage of this by integrating operational and strategic decision-making in new and powerful ways. Flex, a global provider of manufacturing and supply chain services, created FlexPulse to deliver analytics-based management capabilities. Pulse tracks and optimizes inventory usage and supply chain status across more than 1,000 of Flex's enterprise customers, with each customer able to see its own supply chain information via apps. When a disruption occurs or a risk emerges in one part of the world, a volcano, political turmoil, or a disease outbreak, Flex can adjust its supply chain processes in response. Pulse also provides Flex with deep data-based insight into broader geographic, industry, and supply chain trends so that it can better choose, manage, and negotiate with its sourcing partners. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends and colleagues. Please also support us by clicking the support button at our page anchor.fm forward slash Mayfors, M-A-I-F-O-R-S. That's all for today, hope you enjoy the podcast, we will see you again in the next episode. Have a great day, take care and stay safe.